0: My message tonight is entitled, The Blessing of God's Promises. Scripture is full of encouraging verses that provide an uplifting word of hope and inspiration for the believer to draw near upon every day. Now it must be stressed at the outset, and as we saw in our readings how much it was stressed that the promises were for those who know and love the Lord. So, we stress that God's promises of help and comfort are for those who have sincerely put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Those walking faithfully with him, may I ask you at the start of this message, have you felt the great offense of your sin before our holy God? We must stop and recognize the awfulness of our sin in that it took God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come to this earth as a perfect man and to die on the cross of Calvary to be punished as if he were a great sinner, to die as our substitute. He did not die for sin of his own, he had none. It was for us he died on that cross. And this was for the joy set before him him, to save sinners such as us. Can you imagine? Joy set before a human, a man, although God, to die, take that suffering on that cross. It was the joy that we would be saved that was set before him. And that's why he came. We read in 1 John 1 verse 9, God's promise for you is, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we say, in verse 10 says, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Serious challenges there. Are you convicted of your sin? Have you come to the foot of the cross in sincere repentance and faith? Do you know the peace in your soul of sins forgiven? For believers, there are so many promises. So we will consider just some which can give us daily encouragement and provide the strength to persevere through life's challenges. We remember that God wants to comfort us in our times of need. He has promised to do this. If we are feeling overwhelmed and anxious, God's word can lift our spirits and give us a fresh, renewed start. As God is our creator, he fully understands all our needs. He knows our being, our person he knows us physically, mentally, and spiritually and is able to supply the needs of all those parts of us. In our sin world today, we hear of many who are depressed and mentally challenged. Sadly, recent records show that about 8 million people in, the, in England are on antidepressant drugs and 2 million of these have been taking them For at least five years. Now we fully concede. That some may need. Medical help. They may have a medical. Mental condition of depression. So they need that help. But the vast majority. Suffer because they live. As if there is. No God. Sadly. They have chosen a lifestyle. Which is anti-God. No saviour. So, no peace with God, the God of all comfort. And we note that the mind is part of the soul. Many principles of the Lord's comfort are expressed as the experience of God's faithful servants in both Old and New Testaments and in church history. We have already considered that God's loving promises are for believers. God expects us to have faith and absolute trust in his promises of comfort and mercy. When troubles assail us, we must examine our hearts, because troubles come to us for one of two reasons. One, we have sinned, and God is chastening us. Satan, the enemy of God and of our souls, tempts us to disobey God. We are often weak and are liable to be led astray, By his temptation, we must be on our guard as he comes powerfully, subtly, insidiously, as a wolf in sheep's clothing, to deceive us. Prayer, pleading the promises of God, is our only defense. It is a sure and certain defense. We read in that penitent psalm of David in Psalm 51, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy kindness, According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. When we read those words of David, we can see that he really meant them. They troubled his his sins, troubled his soul. He was seeking the forgiveness of the living God. So let us copy David in seeking the cleansing and a right spirit before our holy God. So we thought of troubles coming our way because of uh, some waywardness in us and needing the chasing of the Lord. But another reason the Lord would allow difficulties to come our way he is he is testing our faith he is asking us to stand with and for him as a testimony of our faith to show others that he is faithful and to show others that we trust him and rely on him what good is our testimony if we fall over at the first hurdle we must stand for the Lord in mark 4 verse 36 to 41. We find the disciples in their boat when suddenly a fierce storm blows up. The Lord Jesus is with them, but he is asleep in the stern of the ship. The fearful disciples waken him, and he arose and uh, rebuked the wind, and they called out to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And the Lord arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still, and the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. But then he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? What a challenging question. So let us consider, may not our heavenly father address us with the same words when we fear in unbelief at an experience which troubles and overwhelms us. The Lord says, how is it that you have no faith? How is it that you give no credit to my word, my promise to be with you at all times? How is it that you place no dependence upon my person, my character, my faithfulness? How is it that you have no confidence in my power, my presence and my love? How is it that you do not expect my help? Have I not made promises in my word which are very clear? positive and sure? Have I not kept my promises again and again? Have I not many witnesses in scripture and in church history who attest to the truth in the time of need? Have I not given you my son? I've given him to you, for you and to you, a savior and Lord. Have I not given you my Holy Spirit, the comforter, I say again, have you no faith? Believing friends, let us humble ourselves before God and plead guilty of indulging in unbelief and plead for faith to trust the Lord. Let us look to God in every place and in every circumstance. God never sleeps. He is around us every day and night and everything that happens, happens within his permissive will the sooner we come really to accept that and acknowledge that and bow in prayer with that, we will begin to maybe understand why something has happened to us, why we're in such a situation. We must trust him fully, even when we cannot see him or feel him. Let us take his promises as his word. His word is true. His promises are true. He will keep them. He will not break them. Let us meditate upon them and apply them to our soul and we will experience God's healing power for our mind, our heart and our soul. Remember these verses are from God's inspired word to encourage all believers. We must meditate on these verses throughout the day and even at night. Despair and anxiety have been a part of life on earth since Adam, since he fell and always will be, but we can, can all find strength and guidance in these encouraging Bible verses. No matter what we face, temptation, opposition to our faith, job loss, financial difficulties, relationship com- conflict, death of a loved one, serious health issues, or even a worldwide pandemic. We must always take the opportunity to refocus on God's promises of comfort. God wants to encourage us to find joy and peace every single day. That is why Scripture is so full of encouraging verses. Contrary to world propaganda God's word is relevant today as it ever was. It has been kept alive for centuries by Almighty God. It has been kept alive to speak directly to our soul today, now. Do you have sure and certain hope and everlasting peace through knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God? The best way to fight discouragement is by meditating on God's words of encouragement and to thank him for past blessings, rehearsing the blessings of God to us in the past. So to assist us in finding uplifting words of encouragement, I've selected just a few Bible verses which a trust will help us grow in our faith. May these scripture quotes help us find renewed strength today and be ready to share them with others to encourage them. So let us start in the Old Testament with Abraham. Abraham was a man of faith, obeying the call of God to leave Ur and then Haran to sojourn in the promised land Canaan. God promised Abraham that he would be the father of a great nation. And that through him, all the nations of the world would be blessed. Obviously referring to the coming of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, the savior of sinners. But Abraham was a hundred years old at this time. And Sarah, his wife, ninety. And they had no son yet. God's wonderful promise to Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 19. And God said... Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. The covenant of blessing promised to Abraham. The line of Jesus Christ is included in this promise. How wonderfully God kept this promise. Sarah was 90 years old, past childbearing age, when Isaac was conceived and born. And we are too are blessed by this promise. God has kept this promise because in due time, Jesus Christ came. Emmanuel, God with us, came to be our savior. Abraham, a man commended in Hebrews for his faith, believed that God could do that which in man's eyes is impossible. We're reminded that the angel Gabriel said to Mary when it was announced that she would uh, give birth to a son without a, a a man involved. It will be conceived of the Holy Ghost, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Luke one thirty seven. Do you believe in the sovereign power of Almighty God? He is the same today as He was in Abraham and Mary's time. God is immutable, never changing. Eternally the same always was and always will be. So, what a blessing it is to our souls to meditate upon our omnipotent and omnipresent God, our unchanging God, and the Saviour, the Lord Jesus. And especially meditation on all that He has done to save us on Calvary's cross, the death, the resurrection, the ascension, and the return promised. In due time. So, is this promise for you? Is this promise of a Savior who will keep you, a Comforter who will comfort you? Is this promise for you? Do you know Him as your Savior and Omnipotent Lord? We learn here a biblical principle that God keeps all His promises of comfort and help to faithful believers. God will lead and guide us through life's experiences until we reach heaven, our promised land. The Apostle Paul, who faced many trials and difficulties, wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And he writes to the Philippians in 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. These are promises that we can take hold of too. David wrote in Psalm thirty seven verse four, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And in Psalm twenty eight, seven, the Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth with the song and with my song will I praise him. So are you looking in faith to God? a God who kept his promises to these Old Testament saints and New Testament believers. We read chapter 14 of John's Gospel, and it's a a lovely sequence of chapters, 14, 15, 16, 17. And we read where the Savior explains to his disciples his upcoming death, his pending death by crucifixion. As he was mulling over in his mind and his soul, the agony that he would face in order to procure salvation for his people. He comforts his disciples with wonderful promises. And these, he said, were not just for them, but they were for us as well. So may I encourage you to read John 14 to 17, those words of the Lord, which he spoke mainly in the upper room before his crucifixion. The beginning of John chapter 14, verses one to three, where Christ said to his disciples and to us, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. When you have a trouble, when you have a difficulty, do not blame it on God. Do not turn your back on him, but think that he died to save you and he's preparing a place for you in eternal heaven where you will be blessed forevermore. That is our hope, our sure and certain hope as promised in scripture, as promised by the Lord. We can ask the Lord, as we're reminded in verses 14 to 16 of John 14, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. That beautiful promise of the comforter, the Holy Spirit, to come. As he came on the day of Pentecost, uh, just 40 odd days later, after the Lord rose again, how uh, Peter preached with great truth and power in the power of the Holy Spirit and how he came, the Holy Spirit came down and quickened souls and brought people to Christ and was a great comfort to the disciples now. In John 14, in verse 18, we read the, the uh, comfort of the Lord's promise to return. What a wonderful promise that is, still to happen. It will happen. We have in verse 26, promise of the comfort again the Holy Spirit the teacher and quickener of our souls in 27 my peace I leave with you do you know the peace of God when there's trouble around when there's difficulty things you can hardly imagine there can be big things little things my peace I leave with you says the Lord and in John 1633 Continue his words to the disciples. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We have a successful Saviour. We have a glorious God. So meditate on his death, on the cross, his resurrection, ascension, his return. Think of eternal heaven when this world. In on us. We note again that these words are for believers. John 17, 20, the Lord prayed, Neither pray I for these alone, these disciples, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's us if we trust the Lord. Every believer is included in that promise. So when difficulties arise, meditate on these verses. We read in Psalm 34, verse 4, where David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. David walked with God. He was a sinner, we know. His sins are laid bare to us in the scripture, but he pleaded God's forgiveness. Cleanse me, Lord. Give me a clean heart, was his prayer. Isaiah wrote in 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The promise of God to Isaiah and to us. Also in Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Imagine yourself on the Scottish Highlands, seeing a golden eagle soaring in the sky. We will be lifted up like that, effortless, because all the effort is in God our Saviour. Paul wrote from experience, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able But will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. We often forget this, don't we? When the trouble crowds in, that God has allowed it and he is faithful and he will not suffer us to be tested or tempted more than we're able to bear. So we must quickly look to him for help and strength. And we do that on our knees in prayer, looking for him to keep his promise, to lift us up. Moses sang, the Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him an habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. Exodus 15:2. So we have these words of God's faithful in the past with conviction in their hearts. This is my song. The Lord has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. He he was my father's God and I will exalt him. Will we carry on uh, in our families? and Will our children carry on uh, holding to the faith in the Lord God so that his name would be honoured and glorified? In John 16 verse 33, the Lord tells us that he has overcome the world. So let us take great comfort from all this. And we're reminded in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his might. All our strength is in the Lord. It is not in ourselves. We are weak. We are needy. But the Lord has promised to lift us up out of the mary clay, set our feet upon the rock, establish our going. All these wonderful promises are for us. We will only avail ourselves of God's comfort when we, one, believe in him as our saviour and Lord. Two, frequent the throne of grace in repentance and praise, in prayer. That's where Christ is, receiving our prayers and perfecting them and presenting them to the Father. Where we live obedient lives, seeking his will, help and guidance and following the principles laid down for us in his word. We cannot expect God to help us out of trouble if we do not apply the principles of his word. Put him first in all things. We must seek to praise and worship him reverently. Seek to serve him faithfully in the local church. What is our service? Do we have one? It may not be big in our eyes but if it is sincerely done before the Lord, then it is accepted in him. We must seek to witness for him to others with a care for their soul, to give our testimony. God promises, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans ten thirteen. This is the prayer of repentance and faith. Remember, all God's gracious promises are only for those who trust him for forgiveness of their sin. When we know him personally as Savior and Lord, this causes us to want to obey and to serve him. It is a joy to serve the Lord. It is not irksome or burdensome. Our burdens are our sin, not the service of the Lord. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. 1 John 2 verse 3. We are encouraged to come to the Lord in prayer. Hebrews 4:16. We 16. Uh, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There is help there. It may not come quite as we expected it, but it will come and it will be of God. He will hear us. So our God has provided at least four most beautiful places for us to sit. Firstly, at the foot of the cross in repentance and faith. Initially at conversion and then daily. Daily. We need to go there daily, to the foot of the cross. Secondly, at the throne of grace, in praise and prayer, in private prayer and corporate prayer, at the prayer meeting Monday nights here in the church. Thirdly, under his word of truth, the Bible, the scripture, the inspired word of God, with personal reading, study and meditation, considering what the words mean, what do they mean for me? And my testimony. And fourthly, under the gospel and teaching ministry of the church, with a teachable spirit, we must be willing to be taught. All our preconceived notions must be done away with when the word of God clearly brings us the truth. So I conclude. Scripture is full of encouraging verses that provide an uplifting word and of hope and inspiration for the believer to draw upon each day. Friends, is it well with your souls? Friends, it is well with your souls when we can say, I will depend upon the faithful promises of my gracious and loving God. I will rely on the free grace of my loving Saviour. I will hope in God's covenant mercy forevermore. I will fly to my Father's bosom and venture all in my Saviour's safe hands. So, may I encourage you to make good use of God's rich provision of promises for us as we endeavour to bring glory to the name of the Lord as we walk with him every moment of every day.